You're with Julian on the brown note and uh, an apology for anything where I'm wearing this as um, those videos at the moment will present you with someone that is uh, feeling the very bad effects of my third COVID jab as uh, they gave me my second one too quickly so I had to have another one and I got sick both times. Might as well have had it. I just wanted to do a shout out to this book from Sean Kelly, um, The Game, A Portrait of Scott Morrison. I don't know if he's a Guardian journalist, I think he is. Um, the reason being is it covers two of the major tenets of this channel, um, which is the false facade that Scott Morrison created um, when he got a sniff of the Premiership. He's the Australian Prime Minister, third choice, and not even the first choice in the private sector either. Um, and how he had changed from his natural being, which was this much more abrasive and um, Nuremberg trial-ish kind of character um, into this where he basically appropriated the kind of guy that could go to the footy with his mates, pull on his footy shirt, drink a can of beverage and uh, pretend to be Scott Cam off of the show The Block and how it worked. How we actually got him the job and how that was a fabrication that hid this not only empty and vacuous and inept person, but also it was he's from marketing. His whole career before that was marketing and advertising. And he just created this good guy. He's not a good guy, he's this brittle, nasty, bullying person. Gladys Berejiklian called him a nasty bully in private, apparently. Um, but I, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, this is a guy that had written an article about Scott Morrison. Um, I stared at the facts about Scott Morrison for a long time. It's arguably the most important thing about them, their beliefs. <clears throat> In Morrison's case, it was hard to know what he had to say. He had over a period of decades said little definitive. On occasions, he made clear statements. He undermined them elsewhere. His language tended to be so vague in general it was hard to take away anything. Um, the apparent lack of definition was a defining characteristic of Morrison's public life and the profile was titled Leave No Trace. So years, a couple of years go by and he's come back and they've asked him to do a full biography called The Game about Scott Morrison. And it touches on really interesting things that I've done lots of articles on, one of them being his false facade, but also why the press and the public buy it. Why we aren't screaming blue murder, why people would vote. I I really have a problem when I think someone's a barefaced liar where I can look in their eyes and they're not telling the truth and half the public think that's good enough or aren't seeing it. And both options are bad. Um, too many in the media to readily treat politics as a game, with poli political cleverness admired more than substance. While I doubt Morrison would put that into words, it's something he understands better than any politician in the country. When there was a first hint he might become Prime Minister in 2015, he set about creating a very simple character, ScoMo, who cooks curries once a week and likes the footy. To put it another way, he knew that journalists who wrote... The story of his life would need material, so he set out providing it. He gave them other elements. He was pragmatic. And what seems completely implausible now, authentic. 
and that won him an election. It brought another implication with it. If each politician is like a character from a book, then journalists are in effect the collective authors of that book. Any examination of the character that Morrison had created would have to look closely at the journalistic habits that made this success possible. The notion of objectivity is important, but often used as an excuse for uncritically repeating what politicians say. Too many in the media, particularly in Australia, treat politics as a game with political cleverness admired more than substance. Um, for a long time, I thought the aim of the book would be to discover the real Scott Morrison. What I decided was I was searching for some sort of alibi for Scott Morrison, as though what he had done in public did not matter. Had Morrison been visible to us for some time? Establishing facts is important, but as Eve Sedgwick argued years ago, there are times when a hunt for a hidden story can distract us from seeing what's right in front of us. If many of us have not been willing to look closely at Scott Morrison, why? This tells us something about Morrison, but doesn't it tell us something about ourselves as well? He fought his way to the top of some of Australia's most powerful institutions. Then he convinced many Australians to vote for him. Why were so many of us willing to accept the stories he told us and the image he presented? Looking closely at the ways in which Scott Morrison succeeded and, and the ways he failed can tell us a lot about politics, journalism and Australians. Whether most of us want to know these things is questionable. So much of Morrison's character, the one he created and practiced to avoid scrutiny, has been built on the knowledge that most of the time we won't. And the game is the book... Uh, a Portrait of Scott Morrison by Sean Kelly is out now. And it is a distressing thing, the fact that everything is so obviously fake and everyone's bought it. He created this character that was the opposite of the character he presented during the first probably decade of his political life where he was attacking refugees and sending them off to the concentration camps of Nauru and being very hardline, bringing lumps of coal to Parliament... And then he got a sniff of the top job and knew that he would have to change. But he hasn't changed inside. He just changed the public persona of him. And it's so obvious to me. But why isn't it to so many of you? Why are so many of you caught up in this? And, and the only thing I can think of is that you're not stupid. You know. You just want to stick it to the rest of us. And that is the really toxic thing, I think. Surely none of you can really believe that Scott Morrison's a good guy. Surely you are just doing it to stick it to the left, I hope. Because if you are, are you that gullible that you can't see how much of a fabrication this guy is? With his curries on Twitter? How incompetent he is when he gets up on the world stage? But the really disturbing aspect is the journalists. The journalists know all of this. So why have they allowed it to prosper i know we have and i keep going on about it the world's third most concentrated print news media in the world after china and uh, egypt who have state-owned media and they are so in bed with each other there's this whole old boys network in this country that is dominated by the religious right and the people that went to posh boys school and it seems like that's all that they care about is that you're part of this system why have they never held him to account for being so uselessly bad or such a liar or so fake or never taking ownership of anything? 
I just think that, as I said a year ago, we've got the world's worst news media. Uh, this is from the legend that is John, or was, John Faye, uh, from one of the most...